Welcome to Fusion International Film Festivals, the podcast. Hi everyone, thank you for joining us for our latest podcast. I'm delighted to be speaking to Stephen Blows, who's entered a feature-length script called The Mighty Variants. Uh, and the synopsis is, an outgoing man with Down syndrome and his introvert best friend navigate the unclear waters of entering adulthood with the aim of winning a robot fighting championship. Brilliant story. Um, and Stephen, no, thank you for joining us. Uh, congratulations with your nomination. Um, I know it's probably a bit of a cheesy question, but it's pretty much always open question before we get into sort of your background. What's the background behind this? Um, yeah, well, it, the whole idea of the story just came with the, very much with how the protagonist of my story begins his journey was he was just reminiscing on a love of his, which is the famous fight, robot fighting TV show we have here in the yeah. UK. Yeah, yeah. And, um, We've all seen and, it. We've all yeah, seen, we've all it. seen it. it. Yeah. And um, yeah, my writer's mind just kicked in because I've already done a couple of features yeah. and shorts by this point, And it just said, hey, this hasn't been something we've seen on the screen before. And um, and then I just went in with that idea, kept it in the background for a while, but obviously ideas have to be a one-two punch. So I needed that something else, which would be the character um, who I just chose to, I like picking different diverse characters. And in this case, I chose someone with higher functioning Down syndrome. So it just gave that screenplay almost a, a bit of two opposites because it's not some, it's quite a technical thing. and people with um, Down syndrome often have learning disabilities like yeah, my character so. does and yeah. so it's just that fish out of water straight away and it just works really well for drama and um, so yeah it just like it, it clung to me and I went with it. Brilliant so could just tell us a little bit about yourself then Stephen your your background I mean I don't know I know you, you said you've written some other stories and I saw that in your film Freeway Profile but what else do you do or sorry I should reframe this what led you to decide to do some writing? Yeah, good question. Um, began a long time ago, I guess. I've always been a film fan, and that led me down into like Lord of the Rings and watching all the behind the scenes on that just made me realise what a wonderful industry it is. And then I just started writing reviews, and then it just led to writing reviews on stories. And then it was like, well, these guys can do it. I'm sure I can. And then ideas just came. And then, like reading all the screenplay books, Saber Cat, Sid Field, Poetics, and a few others. And then met Film in London. I did a screenwriting course with them. And that was brilliant. Meeting the people on there, which was when I came up with this idea. And it's thanks to them that I had the people to bounce the different scenes off. and their encouragement to go through with this idea because they kept coming back to me like every week wondering what I had next and so that's what led me into the writing really. Do you, I mean you obviously love it I can see in your face I mean obviously people that listen to this moment, but I can see the joy you obviously adore doing what you're doing. Yeah I do I love it and I make time for it because it really is my escape and when I'm not writing as a lot of writers will say it's all they're thinking about and when an idea grabs you you just have to write it down. Thank you. Do you know, when I hear you talk about Lord of the Rings, it makes me feel really old, because I can remember when it first came out. Of course, it's, that's over 20 years ago. It is yeah. over 20 years, isn't it? Yeah, you're lucky enough to, to see it in cinema. I was. 
Yeah, yeah I, can, so I can remember. It seems like yesterday. So I'm guessing, I know we're going off piece here, but I'm, I'm guessing your Amazon Prime subscription is is melting <laughs> at the possibility of this new Lord of the Rings series. Oh, yeah, it's ready for it. I just hope, I just hope they don't cock it up. And the, truck, the, the worry is that obviously they were offered a shed load of money, the, the Tolkien estate, of course. I mean, absolutely something ridiculous amount of money, millions and millions. Mm. And you just hope that it doesn't make... Because I know before Lord of the Rings came out, I mean, loads of people detracting from it. You know, it's unfilmable. This guy will make a mess of it. The truth is it was brilliant, a brilliant trilogy. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've got the extended Blu-ray box set, which everyone's got, of course. Yeah. And I do watch it. And But I actually yeah, I actually find the behind it, funny enough, a bit like Alien. Much, so that's probably my favourite. It is my favourite film. But I actually love, there's a, a couple of documentaries I've seen the making of it, and I love that almost as much as I love watching the films. And, of course, with Lord of the Rings, you'll know this, the yeah, extras are literally so exhaustive, aren't they? I mean, <laughs> hundreds of hours. Yeah. You know, where they documented yeah. everything. I'm guessing that is your, is that your top film, your top-tier films? They're in there, but um, you've got Avatar, um, Terminator 2. Brilliant. And, yeah, stuff like that. And, obviously, the Aliens, the second one, Aliens. Not Alien. Not Alien. What? How dare you? <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> Funny enough, my um my landlady, when I was going back to the very early 90s, she's passed away now. Her son is um Nick Alder. And I was like, Nick Alder? Mm. Hang on, he worked tonight. He said, Yeah, he won the Oscar with Giga. I went, no way, that was her son. He was the Oscar winner. Yeah, yeah. Um oh, nice. let's get back to script. This is me going off the <laughs> to say. So know. thank you. So how long did this script take? And what I mean by that is how many drafts did you go through? How many drafts? Um, the rewriting is always constant. Every time I look back on it or pay, um, get a friend to read over it or get some professional coverage for it. Maybe three solid drafts um, and plenty of minor changes. But the skeleton was really there from the get-go. Like one of the strong things I most proud of in this script is the structure and how spot on I got that and that has been there since the first draft so it's just kind of tweaking the characters and making sure the small details stood out and be honest are you still thinking about it even now about changing or amending I bet you are um yeah um especially when I read over the different scenes but um but I've got other projects to keep me away from that so but always this is my this is my favourite one, and I'm most proud of this one. No, it's brilliant. I um, not that I'm, I don't want to name drop here, but I'm going to name drop a bit. I remember a few years ago, I was lucky enough to interview Stanley Kubrick's cinematographer or one of his cinematographers, mm. and I remember saying to him, "Was he always happy with what he wanted? What he produced?" He said, "No, he wanted to always go back and tweak it years later. He was never ha- never ever happy with what he'd done. He always thought he could do better." And I always use that as kind of benchmark because I sort of think, well. If it's Stanley Kubrick, not that I'm a filmmaker, or sort of script writer, script writer, but it's a good story because you can say, tell it to people and then just it makes you realise he's just another human person, you know, that was never happy, even though, of course, his films are brilliant um, in general. Um, it just shows you that even the best just sort of doubt themselves because they must do. We're just human, aren't we? Do you have to be... In com- I always like to know how people do the writing. Do you have to be in complete silence? Do you have music? Or are you like listening to raves? I don't know. It's, it'd be interesting to know how you do it. Um, I have to first of all set myself the time. So then 
I'd love the actual writing. Once I get down, I have no problem of letting it all spill out. But um, so make the time for it. And then I can't do music. I've tried even classical or soft chill FM. It's too just, much distraction. Just silence. Yeah, just silence and a cup of tea. A friend of mine, actually a filmmaker, but he's a friend of mine. And um, he's worked all over the world and he's got his own production arm or theatre production arm in Wales. Really another guy, Kevin. He worked done some stuff for the BBC and he interviewed um, Philip Pullman, you know, done his dark, yeah. dark arts. I think it was his dark. His dark and um, yeah, because he had, in, yeah, that's it. And he, he interviewed him in Oxford. And this is before they'd done the TV series, done the film, but not the TV series. And um, he said, really amusing story. He said he got there and he insisted that he made him a casserole. This is Pullman, insisted to them and the crew. He said, so we spend the whole day. So he's a lovely guy. But one of the things he mentioned, and I thought that's such a great thing, is he, he asked Pullman how he, about his work ethic, and he said he made sure he wrote at least one page a day, and he didn't care if it took him 10 minutes or 10 hours. He had to do it. So effectively, I don't know, five, 600 words, whatever was on the page, you know. Um, and he stuck by that ethos. You know, he'll always make sure. that, And that way he knows that kind of in a year he can kind of do a book, you know. Now, I know it's easier said than done because with the greatest respect, you might write a page and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite, you know, get that. But I just thought that's a really good way to work because if I had to sit down and write a page a day, I, even though I wouldn't because I'm a shit writer, but <laughs> I, I could probably do a page a day. But then again, it's probably easier said than done. I don't know. Do you chunk it like that or do you just, when the urge takes you? Um, I understand what they're saying because I know Stephen King does something similar with the word count. And, and it is plays into the side of writing that it is a business and you have to make progress with it. But um, for me, I... Don't work like that. It, it works by the time I just sit down and use up my time. And obviously some days that's more than others, but it's always way more than one page because obviously screenwriting, you could get down a lot quicker than books. And um, But some scenes take longer because you're not feeling it as much. And if you're not, your brain hasn't thought through the scene like it has with others. Um, so, yeah, that's how I do it. And does, does, do you find... Life that is your social life and work get in the way of what you really want to do, like writing. How do you balance it all? Oh, oh yeah, it does. <laughs> um, well, when I wrote this script, I had more time on my hand, obviously, just after COVID, and things didn't pick up back yet. Um, so I had more time on my hands then, and I really used that time to my advantage. And I wrote this and like half a dozen short scripts and went on to a load of different out beat sheets for new films um but nowadays yeah it gets in the way but i just know that on my three days that's all i want to do so i make sure i get that in so i, I think it's brilliant because obviously you're, you're young but um i don't mean this in a patronizing way it's just an, it's an interesting question to ask is i can't imagine because script writing is a very rare thing although i get to speak to lots of script writers but in everyday life it's not a, 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 a it's it's rare so what are your friends or family? How did, I mean, I'm sure they're very supportive, but because it's such an unusual thing to do, to gift into, what kind of reaction do you get from them? Uh, well, I guess um, they are supportive. Um, of course. But of course. Um, I guess it's almost like in the back of their mind for a lot, a lot of the while, while you're getting on with the actual everyday stuff. Yeah. So I'm thinking my priorities are with what I'm writing and my mind is over there. Um, they're just seeing the other stuff. Um, but 
yeah, they they ask questions every now and then, and but it's obviously quite a solitary thing, so you kind yeah. of forget to tell people what you're doing and how you're feeling about it. So that's why I write this groups are a good place to be because you have then people who are going through the same stuff. Um, yeah, but I I should really talk to them more about my stories because. Yeah, they're a great resource as well. No, no, I just think it's always nice to get, a, you know, a lot. This is actually kind of the key to getting the background to, and it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, Matthew, but when I'm talking, it doesn't matter in the sense of I like to know a bit more in terms of like be an editor or producer or director or an actress or a script writer or composer. You often get interesting sort of snippets when you talk to people about how they bring it all together. You know, I was talking to a composer last week and asked him how he worked, and that's fascinating, as it is with you, you know, it's fascinating, mm. because at the end of the day, all you need is your imagination and a keyboard, isn't it, really? And I know that's oversimplifying it, but let's be honest, it's all coming from the imagination, it might be life experiences based on people you know, I don't know. But I think it's a great thing, because you know what, there's people out there that are doing really stupid things, and you're just doing something really creative, and, you know, if you've got that gift to do it, then carry on doing it, you know, and you, like 100%. I say, you yeah, and you clearly love it. Having said that, are there any times you're sitting in front of that keyboard and not necessarily writer's block to think, does it ever become a drag? Or if it does, I suppose you walk away. I don't know. <laughs> um, not yet it hasn't become a drag. Uh, it's, I'm about three years into writing and I'm still just looking forward to the next script I wrote. And that's why I've got these outlines because I wasn't, I went through a spell of not having enough time to sit down and do a screenplay so I just yeah. had all these ideas and I did all these beat sheets and outlines um and yes yeah, so I'm, I'm literally itching to get onto them and because they're things I've also worked through with my writers groups and and they're like are you written that yet I want to read it and I'm like <laughs> no not yet um and then also I have other things I'm writing so I've done short stories and I've done short screenplays yeah. I've done children's books I've done two now so it's just like but then it's just building up this massive portfolio I've got to find the time to do that to do something with it which then also takes a lot of time to write all the different um synopsis and all the different business like um documents you need to actually sell your screenplay and um yeah so it's a lot of time consuming but I'm I will do it I'm hoping to just continue writing no, you've got a mess, like I say, it's clearly, clearly young, which is a great thing. So do you start with the ending first? How does it work? Because you need um, a good, obviously every script film needs a, de a decent, a, a, an imaginative ending. You know, how, how does it break down? In general, uh, every film has been different for me, but it's always just the, um, that's why I use the beat sheet so much. And for the first few projects, I didn't know about Cat. But now I know about it, I use it as a saving grace. So it really does work its ending. Makes it a lot easier to work out the ending. I've, I've never had the ending in mind. But for the Mighty Variants, the ending lent itself to one question. Do I want this to be uplifting or <laughs> not uplifting? In the very last yeah. moment. So basically, Damn do they win or not? And... Yeah. Um, so then I, I just love a heartwarming moment. And so that's what I lent into with that. No, here, here. Um, and what, so I know you said you're working on other stuff, but can you give us a flavour of, you haven't done a rom-com yet then? Oh no, not rom-com yet. I've done a horror, slasher horror kind of thing. I've done a sci-fi disaster. My shorts are mostly family animation, 
comedy drama, a bit oddball and offbeat, a couple of them. Yeah. Um, and most things I write are humorous. So I just um, look to that side of things with what comes to my mind. Um, but I've also, yeah, got, got a couple of comedy screenplays I'm going to write next. Brilliant. Stephen, thank you very much for your time. Wiz is behind us and it's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully I made you feel comfortable. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. You were great to chat to. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And um, genuinely, keep keep on writing. You know, you're obviously gifted and it's, like I said, it's clear that it's something you absolutely love. I hope you don't, I'm sure you won't lose that drive. You know, I think it's, the thing about filmmaking, and again, because I'm lucky enough to talk to people, what I'm going to say is a bit of an odd thing, but it is an addiction. And I think once you get, because basically when you get that big break, which I'm sure you will, um, on top of what you do, you won't stop. I can tell you, any filmmaker that I speak to will do everything they can to never have to stop. Even with all the trauma and the the trials and tribulations that come with it. You know, when I'm talking to people that make 10 minute films that take them six months to make, and that's not unusual, you know, from start to finish. And that's excluding the script writing. Um, And I was just talking to a filmmaker earlier, she wrote a script for this, really dark comedy which was really funny basically she's based in london and um you know she took her age quite a long time to write the script and then of course she has to put it to make it to a film and she has to transition on the way because things change and storyboarding didn't work or whatever um because i guess that your interest is peaked so much and you love what you do so much that who knows where it'll end you know so really really well done and thank you so much for your time and i'm gonna stop waffling now so okay yeah well thank you for the interview and you did make me comfortable comfortable and um, yeah good question so thank you for your time today if you would like to submit to one of our festivals